this is gonna Check be ready. Okay, ready, go. Go. Yes. Are we rolling? Anyway, hello everybody. Welcome once again to the Overanalyzation Paralyzation Podcast. This is episode 1.5 election special. Nathaniel and I felt so moved at the end of our last podcast after, you know, our political discussion that didn't really touch on the election. So we felt the need to kind of go back same day, just a couple of minutes later, and really cover this election. This will be a short episode. We're hoping to cover a lot of ground in terms of the election. Yeah. Anything you want to add, Nathaniel? Um, I think let's just get into it. No wasting time. All right, then. Uh, for anything, for any news or anything, who do you think is going to win? Well, William, I, uh, I have doubts about this election. I think that we are not going to find out on November 3rd, like many people in Trump want to believe we're going to find out in November. We don't know when and we don't know how, but we're going to find out in the month of November. Yep. But yeah. Who wins? I think right now there's you know, there's some extremely... I mean, Biden is obviously going to win the West Coast. He's going to win the Northeast. Yeah. Those generally d- go Democratic. Um, the Midwest is, is almost always up for grabs. So is Florida. Yep. And Texas this year. And Arizona, actually. Arizona and Texas are seeing record number of Democratic voters. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I have some... I have a theory, and I just, this is what this is my gut. I haven't got any evidence for it, but I will say, I honestly think that Joe Biden is going to like steamroll the popular vote. And I, there's no, there's no doubt about that. I, I you see we're kind of of the same mind here. I feel like that's going to happen because I just think he's just he, I I think he's going to get like tens of millions votes more it's not going to be like hillary won by three million popular vote it's going to be like it's a landslide he's going to get a lot and the reason i think this is because we're seeing record number of record a record number of voters and i think the place that is coming from the most is young people Mm -hmm. typically young people are the least likely to vote usually it's what 40 percent or so saturation Um, I believe it's even less than that because young people are the lowest amount. They, they are the group that votes least, the highest, the group that, uh, excuse me, um, the the group that votes the most are going to be um, old people, yeah. age 45 to 80. Yeah, definitely. And I think you're boomers. <laughs> yeah, you're boomers. You're, it's also a little bit of Gen Xers at this point. Yeah, the older but Gen think, Xers. Yeah, I think at this point we're getting... This year, it's really we're seeing record numbers of voters. Like last year, or last year, last election, I think it was about sixty-four percent of Americans rather eligible pathetic. voters voted. Yeah, this year it's going to be a lot higher. I think it's I don't know what it's going to be, but I think we're going to see, you know, we're seeing a lot more voters, and I think the biggest place we're going to see them is in urban places, um, in blue states. Now, you know, blue states like California, you've already got big cities that have decent voter turnout. But this year, there's going to be, you know, there's just a lot more people who are being encouraged to vote. You've never seen, you know, ad campaigns like we do, we're doing right now, um, that are encouraging people to vote. And the biggest people it's affecting, most of these ad campaigns are digital. The people that are affecting the most are the young people. So we're going to see a huge wave of people going out and voting. Young people, and honestly, you know, what are they voting for? 
not Trump. They may not be doing the most research, but they're just, you know, they're going forward and saying, I don't want another four years. So I think we're going to see an insane concentration of the urban, progressive, or just Democratic voters coming from blue states. And those blue states are going to be very blue. Yes. That's what I'm expecting. But I think when it comes to the Electoral College... It's just going to be close. It's going to be frustratingly close. I want, I personally want Trump to lose bad. I do too. I, I think we're both of the same sound mind in that. I mean, I'm not saying that people who vote Republican are insane. There are plenty of good Republicans out there, but I think people that, um, uh, I'm, I'm composing my thoughts so I don't offend people. Uh, <laughs> people who, vote for Trump without looking at anything else, I feel like th- that does a disservice to, to our political system and albeit the flawed electoral college. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I think it's just because they believe his words. Yeah. And it's, it's so frustrating that we live in a time where you can't trust people's words because what, you know, the, the group that Trump appealed to the most was the working class and it was the people who felt left behind, as they should be, because yeah. honestly, they, um, I mean, if you just look at, like, inflation compared to wealth growth. Yeah. And the costs of, you know, living, the cost of owning a house, owning property is obscene. You know, there are memes, of course, about millennials not being able to afford anything, and that's because it's true. They can't. Um, and so I'm not saying he's really appealing to millennials, but just the people who've lost their jobs in the steel mills and in the auto manufacturing plants and everywhere else, they, you know, Trump told them, I'm going to get your jobs back. And he hasn't. No. So I'm really, I'm really hoping that those people will feel jaded just a little bit, you know, and just enough to not vote for him. I mean, we are seeing large amounts of people who voted for Trump in 2016 voting for Biden this year. Yeah. And a lot of those are in swing states. We're seeing a lot of voters in places like Texas and Pennsylvania, Florida, Midwest states. Yeah. There's definitely this sort of uh, just like and this is one of the reasons Trump won in 2016. And I believe it's been shown is that it was part of a blowback against Obama. This uh, liberal non-white president that a lot of people had problems with. I think a lot of people decided we, we, you know, oh, a female is a woman's running for president. Oh, we can't yeah, have absolutely. a black man and a female to, you know, two terms in a row. How yeah. dare you, America? I mean, and that's, that's it's r- it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's racist, really. Um, racist, and sexist, but uh, all, all of the ists. Yeah, I, I definitely believe that there's sort of that childish mentality there. And that absolutely is childish. And with that, um, I mean, you mentioned Texas and I... I was just thinking about today. I'm really excited to see what happens in Texas. Me too. Um, you know, there was the news just recently about, uh, oh, I forgot what county it was. Uh, the GOP is trying to get 100,000 mail-in, or not mail-in ballots, but, you know, legally mi- voted for ballots thrown out. Yes. Uh, it was drive through voting. The people came into a tent in their car, voted and submitted that yeah. there and that was approved four months ago and just now a couple of days ago the gop tried to overturn it basically 
you know, just days before yeah. it closed and invalidate those hundreds of thousands of votes. So I'm actually going to build off that. Mm. The idea of GOP and voter fraud um, and Trump's push for voter fraud. Um, I saw an Instagram post recently and there were sources attached to it. It was legitimate. Yeah. And so um, this post pointed out an interesting connection between Trump and Bush v. Gore. So we know in Bush v. Gore, uh, the whole issue with the uh, Florida... The uh, hanging chads in the, Florida. Yes. And the thing is, the three three of the judges who helped decide that case were John Roberts, who is our uh, Chief Justice, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett. Uh-huh. Trump is stacking the deck so he can claim election fraud and win again yeah i i definitely see that and a comment i saw you know made about the, the article i just referenced was that this is different from bush v gore because in what's happening in texas is they're challenging the way that those people voted yes not the actual voting yeah versus the way that the ballots are counted which i mean a hanging piece of paper from a hole punch it's is you're grasping at straws but the frustrating thing is is the technicalities of law allow that to happen yes it's it's really frustrating i mean uh remember i it was during the first presidential debate between biden and trump apart from all the yelling and screaming and telling each other to shut up will you shut up man (laughs) um i think it's even funnier that that trump's uh, this is just a tangent i think it's even funnier that trump says hey joe to begin with like yeah yeah who's joe joe mama like (laughs) it's totally will you shut up man it's just funny man like the i gotta appraise the gen zers who are making right so much fun of this because it's funny watching the memes alone you know talk about this stuff back to what i was going back to Mm -hmm. he said to his supporters go watch at the polls make sure that is literally what hitler said to the ss and the brown shirts He's literally using tactics that Hitler used to suppress the vote. That alone is unconstitutional. Yeah. If, a- if he loses, there is no doubt he will be going to jail. There is no doubt. Oh, his, he'll, he'll, he's a slimy slug. He'll no, snake his I, way out. I think he's done so much that the amount of evidence is overwhelming. I mean, I'm sure he could get some... I mean, I believe his lawyer is the guy that represented Epstein and... Um, I don't know what's up with that. Um, let's not go it, down there right now. Yeah, isn't it Rudy Giuliani? Yeah, Giuliani right yeah. now is the big issue. The um, the mayor of New York or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but bringing it back to Texas. Yeah, another so let's thing, circle back. <laughs> I, I'm, like I said, I'm excited to see what happens in Texas, especially because it's going to be close this year. And this is the first time Texas has really been close. And it's because Texas has been a, had a, a has had a pretty rapidly growing population, especially an urban population. Yes. And like it's kind of hip to live in Austin, mm-hmm. and so all those young people living in Austin and Dallas might just be enough to tip it. And so I'm you know I'm really excited to see what happens when the big urban populations in Texas come into play um yeah I mean, that's that's just what i'm looking forward to seeing election night yeah which i mean it yeah that's yeah go ahead 
uh, I'm just going to, I have a BBC article here on my computer. U.S. election 2020, do postal ballots actually lead to voting fraud? And this has been a question that's been on the mind of both Democrats and Republicans and many independents and third-party uh, politicians this year and even last presidential election is, is our system uh, weak to voting fraud? And I think that's a question that a lot of people have pondered. And the short answer is no. There are problems and there are um, mistakes. There are issues. And inefficiencies. But states are working to fix those. That's yeah. the thing. Trump can claim that it's fraud. But here, I'll let's quote this. So, uh, where is it? Virginia. Speaking at a rally in mid-October, Donald Trump said in Virginia... 500,000 applications were were made that were false. And these applications, this is not the quote anymore, and these applications to apply for an absentee form were sent out with the wrong return address. That is a mistake. That is not voting fraud. Yeah. But the electoral authorities in Virginia say there were no, there was no fraudulent intent and that the mistakes have been corrected. If you leave it out there, I can see how it's subject. But when it's corrected, there should be no question about the legitimacy of the ballot. Yeah, absolutely. And it's there are systems to track them, especially here in Oregon. I actually checked. My ballot was counted. I did too. Um, you can... I mean, it's in, in, in an envelope. The big thing that comes to mind when I hear voter fraud is editing someone else's vote. Voter fraud is not you know, preventing people from voting. I mean, yes, it that's is. That's suppression. Yeah, that's more voter suppression. Voter fraud is going to a person or using a dead person or something like that yeah. to vote for the candidate you want in order to stack the votes. And so really, when I hear voter fraud with mail-in voting, I'm afraid a postal service worker is going to cut open letters and change ballots. Yes. But you can't do that no. without leaving evidence. You cannot. Um, uh, and, you know, losing their signature and stuff. So it's, there is a, a certain level of safety there that yeah, I think that really hopefully should put fear-mongering to rest. Okay, so here's another um, piece of evidence that voting fraud is pretty hard to do. President Trump tweeted, In Ohio, 50,000 ballots are wrong, fraudulent, 50,000. Also, can we talk about his such style of tweet? It's, I love it's it. childish. It's so funny <laughs> because he'll say, like, a, a, a decently understandable sentence he'll say fifty thousand ballots were fraudulent or were wrong fraudulent or fraudulent and then he says fifty thousand yeah and then he, he adds you know um full stop you know one word fifty thousand exclamation mark <laughs> you, know, you, you can all caps you can hear it in his voice he says he's like huge or something like that like <laughs> i am donald trump that is russian <laughs> let's not get into that yeah, yeah i'm putting my hand up because we're not talking about that we're we're, we're talking not, about the u.s election yeah we're doing a mini episode we're 15 minutes we're about in. halfway yeah and we have we've covered to one target. topic <laughs> i know um um it's just so funny the funniest thing is when he says like failure exclamation mark <laughs> right. he's talking about someone else well um i guess one year he tweeted so, you know, he owns Trump Tower and whatever, mm -hmm. and they make food. And he tweeted a picture of... The, let, let, let me get to this. I'm holding my finger up for mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A picture of his own taco bowl, and he tweeted, I love Hispanics. It's so good. Yeah, he said, 
the Trump Tower Kitchen makes the best Cinco de Mayo food. Yes, uh, I love yeah, Hispanics. That's that is it's a, so stupid. If you're part of Twitter culture, that is a banger tweet right there. <laughs> I feel bad. My laughter is just completely overflowing the mic. Oh no, it's fine. Okay, let's let's move on to a different subject, right? We've yeah. covered voting for about the first half. Yeah, let's talk about. Uh, I, I want to talk about digital campaigning because you see a lot of ads right now. Yes. I mean, last election too, a lot of ads from Trump, but there's a lot of digital ads from both sides now. I've seen more from Biden this year than Trump. I've seen more from Trump. He has the funniest YouTube ads. I have screenshots. Oh, they're of them. horrible. Like they're purposely edited to be eye catching and stuff. Like they're clickbait. I've never watched them, but those are funny. Yes. But I think more on the subject of actually like more professional advertising. The my exposure to Joe Biden's advertising is through Twitter. I'm following his Twitter account. Okay. And his tweets are clearly, they they, they might be written by him. They might be written or suggested by political advisors. Some of them are actually translated into Spanish. He celebrates like you know national holidays and tragedies. Yes. And you know, he talks about a lot of stuff and looking at it and looking at his whole campaign in general, it's very textbook, actually. It's, you know, it's clear that he's running on a platform that is not smearing on Trump and it's not saying I'm the best. It's actually being very pragmatic. And yes, it's I think it's more progressive than he is going to be in office. I that actually brings up an interesting point is and the Republicans have brought this up multiple times is is Joe Biden a pawn for the far left and I, I don't believe so do no, you no I don't think so I think he's actually pretty stubborn and he's, he's gonna be he's an old stubborn white guy yeah he's gonna be moderate yeah um, more moderate than Obama mm-hmm. I believe he and I believe that is what may give him the edge in this election is he's reaching. For that moderate white vote. Yeah, definitely. Because right now, I think he's got, he's got the, the the Democratic vote. You know, nobody who wants Trump in office is going to say, or sorry, nobody. A lot of people don't want Trump in office, and they're going to say, "I'll take a moderate. I'll take Joe over Trump." Yes. So he's got he's got a great portion of the country already. He's got the blue states for sure. He's really trying to reel in the people who are still uncertain. And, you know, that's where I like a lot of his tweets come in. And the biggest thing is the coronavirus. Yes. Because it's a big failing of Trump's. Yes. I if, if no, if Joe or, Obi- or Obama were president, then they still wouldn't have handled it perfectly. There still would no. have been deaths. Um, it, it's and unavoidable anyone, with something like this. And anyone could have used that as, a, you know, a talking point. But I think he's really leveraging it. Yes. Um, you know, here's here's a tweet four hours ago. Uh, as of 2.51, November 1st, more than four, uh, 20, 230,000 Americans have died from COVID-19, and Donald Trump has given up on trying to end the vi- to get the virus under control. He may have quit on you, but I promise I never will. Uh, you know, this is how all of his tweets go. They're very, you know, they're styled well. Yes. And it's it's just a very textbook campaign that is appealing to the masses, which is, you know, supports my idea yes. that he's... Uh, uh, yeah, I mentioned it this episode, that he's going to really roll in the popular vote. So here's a, a post from Joe Biden's Facebook account. Mm-hmm. America benefits enormously enormously from the leadership, talent, and experience with our nation's military service that, that our nation's military service members bring. When they transition from the military back into civilian life, we can do more to provide them with the right opportunities and resources to <clears> succeed. 
And that, I think, brings up an issue. Trump believes that he is pro-military, that he is pro-veterans. He is anything but that. He calls them losers and suckers, and he has done nothing for veterans or for the programs they need to deal with any illnesses, injuries, PTSD. He's done nothing. I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, I know Biden's sons are, they're, they're contentious, but I believe Biden having that military background gives him more compassion oh, and empathy absolutely, yeah. for service members. Having, yeah, having a family in the military is, is a good leverage point. Yeah. Um, Trump got out of Vietnam six times <laughs> because his dear old daddy paid off the doctor to say he had shin splints. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the... And there's a there's a dynamic which, uh, between the families. It's frustrating how much of a political dynasty it is right? on both sides. Um, the Biden family has been involved in politics. Yeah. The Trump family got pulled into politics when they really shouldn't be involved. No, in. they should be. They they have so no qualifications. Um. Here's another one. This is okay. in Spanish. We both took Spanish together. We're bad at it. <laughs> I got an award from my high school. From our high school when I graduated for being the most improved in foreign languages. <laughs> I should mention we only offer one foreign language. We offer Spanish. School. Yeah. But, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a, something written in Spanish. It's desde sus actores atroces con la separación de familias en nuestra frontera hasta ignorancia. You know, he's talking about family separation. Yes. And he's, it's, you know, he's got tons of campaign strategists working 24 7 to make like really good tweets that reach out to people yes and like you know all of his political messages are like hitting the nail on the head this is like a textbook campaign that's gotta work you yeah know? it's clear that he's working really hard and i appreciate that so much i and then you get trump trained voters driving pickup yeah. trucks heckling his bus and right Forcing it off the road. Forcing, yeah, and forcing his campaign to stop campaigning in Texas. That, that that's is illegal. A, yeah, that's like a oh, what's it's, it? Abridging. I'm looking for a word like it's ab abridgment of um, free speech. Yeah, he can't multiple civil liberties. Yeah, I mean they're literally taking away his rights and saying, "Oh, but we're being peaceful." No, you're not. You're you're running a bus off the road. Yeah. that's anything but peaceful. I mean, the worst part is there have been threats of gun violence. Yeah, um, there at was. I don't know if you saw, uh, I it was either Virginia or South Carolina. They arrested a young, twenty-something white supremacist, young white man, guns in his truck, ammunition. He was going to kill Joe Biden. Oh God! And that these are the people that Trump is creating. It's this. I mean, white supremacy has always been an issue. Trump has fueled it to an extreme. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not creating these the people. He's encouraging them. In, in he's his, telling his Proud Boys to stand Stand down. back and stand yeah, by st and be for ready. action. Like, I mean, that's... I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's awful. On a slightly different note, let's go to abortion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that's definitely on the ballot this November. It is. I... Yeah. I mean... I don't... Actually, I don't know much about this topic. Uh, Amy, I'll, I'll talk for the majority of this. And I mean, yeah. Amy Coney Barrett was just confirmed to the Supreme Court. My God. That's that just... gives the Supreme Court a 6-3 conservative majority. We've had more conservative courts. I will say that. But we have, those were in the 1800s. 
Yeah. It, um, we've advanced so far with civil liberties and personal rights, and we've expanded upon it, that having that conservative majority is either going to prevent any further expansion or take us back. I mean... Yeah, I'm afraid of it taking us back. I believe it will, I because she is staunchly anti-abortion. She has been shown to have very racist tendencies. She I, does not believe in marriage equality. And that's so strange how that it can is. come from a woman. Right? I mean, I just... And she, she has two black children. She adopted them, I believe. Oh, wow. And it's like, how, how can you... I mean, that's literally like... Okay, let's just say a parent. That's literally her saying... Okay, Timmy, you get a full sandwich, but, um, okay, Jared, you only get a fourth because you're skin color. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean... It's awful. And it just... I don't... It it's baffles, hypocrisy. It baffles me how women can choose to give away liberties for other people. Right? I think most people just don't understand the context for abortion. No, right? they the don't. Issue. I mean... The... I, I've told you this story... I have a friend who is conservative, and she was mixed about Amy Coney Barrett's um, you know, nomination at the yeah. time. And she said, she's a nursing student, she said, I'm excited to see another woman in the court because she will uphold women in health care's rights. But that's not... And what she was talking about was getting more funding for nursing versus funding for what she called... Um, what you call like big ticket programs like neuroscience, which she claimed were um, majority male, and yes, that I'm sure that's, that's an issue, yeah. but that's minuscule compared to the idea of abortion, which in most cases is used to prevent financial ruin for right? people who can't afford a child. I mean, the the okay, right. Everyone deserves a second chance. Everyone deserves the right it's, to abortion. And it should not it, it be... It shouldn't be up for debate. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be up for also women in courthouses to choose what other women I know. get. I mean, the whole idea of freedom of choice is you can choose to have an abortion. You cannot choose to have an abortion. It doesn't limit your freedoms whatsoever. It just gives other women the power. If you don't want an abortion, then don't have an abortion. It doesn't matter to you at all. But if there's a woman who's been raped by someone exactly, and she can't have an abortion and then the rapist gets custody of the child, that is legal in some states. And that's... That should not be something that's viewed that, as morally righteous. And I'm going to say it. It is purely because of the right conservative Christian wing. There yeah. is no other way to explain it. It's It's just... People who are blindsided in yeah. a way by religion. The the idea of controlling someone else purely for, I mean, for we what can, purpose though? They believe it, it's righteous, it's religious, it, it's what Jesus would have done. Except Jesus was not that type of person. And also, Jesus didn't have access to abortions. No, the they didn't. There wasn't the internet at the time. I mean, I mean, I I've yeah. seen multiple articles and tweets and things saying if jesus was alive right now he'd be he'd be a left liberal people would call him a heretic they'd call him you know crazy yeah you know right people you know there should be you know equality for all marry who you want 
Yeah, exactly. It's like it, it, these aren't hard concepts, and Love yet thy neighbor. our society treats them as something that's optional. Yeah, I, it's just awful. The um, I think it's more just the interpretation of religion to allow people to do what they want. I think that's always been a part of religion. Of course, there's faith involved. Of course, there's spirit involved. But a part of it has always just been a tool to allow yeah. people to get what they want. And, I mean... No, I'm not anti-religious. I don't... No, I'm not either. Religious. But I think when religion stops being about the self and, and about controlling others yeah and it's a it goes away from worship and bettering oneself really i think I mean, that's that should be I, what a religion is about. i i think i shouldn't dictate what religion is about no i i mean these religions are thousands of years old but mm -hmm. i this okay let's be clear separation of church and state is not in the constitution it was written separately okay by the supreme court there right? But I believe there needs to be a constitutional amendment saying you cannot bring X. I don't think you should be able to have use your religious views to impact the civil liberties of someone else in a negative way. Yeah, that's exactly what a judge should do. Yes, but people like Amy Coney Barrett and, you know, Kavanaugh are not going to do that. Yeah. And boy, we've covered abortion. We've covered you know, voting, voting rights. We've voting. covered... A little bit of religion. Yeah, we covered a little bit of campaign tactics. Yeah. Um, uh, I wish I could talk about like what Trump is doing, but I don't really know. You I want mean, to do like five minutes of climate change? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're not. We're not going to stick to this half hour thing. It's we're, not well, work. it'll be probably around forty minutes. Yeah. Shorter than the first one, but you know. Actually, I mean, I don't know what there is to say. It's like it's climate change is real. Global warming is real. There's indisputable proof. Many people don't believe it. I don't know why it's going to be the... Okay. Yeah. It's... I... Yeah, I don't know how you can, like... Clean energy, like looking please. at the sky and saying, yeah, it's green. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or it's like looking at, a, you know, blue jeans and saying, they're yellow. Yellow jeans. Very American. <laughs> yeah. It's just... It amazes me how... I mean, actually, no, it really doesn't... It doesn't make... It's not at all surprising because it's in the name of profit. It is. Um, you know, if you can get a buffoon in office right. who thinks it's about believing in climate change and who thinks, oh, yeah, um, you know, it doesn't exist. Therefore, I can do whatever. stagnate policy that works towards making this country livable in the future. Yeah. Uh, which honestly just brings up the other topic of. Young people care about the future of the country they because they're going to live in it. Right. Old people don't. Except my man, Bernie Sanders. Right. Bernie Looking out for the future of all of us. I'm, yeah. I'm I, not going to say Bernie 2024. No, we because can't. He, he might not make he it. Would, he would be a, a shriveled husk <laughs> at the time. But I, we need people who are you know uh, forward looking and care about this country. I success. actually want to. I think this will be a good place to end it. Anchor cut off again. Yeah. Um, but I think I wanted to ask you, let's say the let's say Biden wins, right? Or Trump wins. It doesn't matter with them right now. Okay. Just for my question. Uh huh. Maybe three, four presidential elections down the line. Who do you see running? Out of current people, I mean, 
you, I think you have people like, you know, Andrew Yang and Cory Booker. I'm sure we'll see um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez run at some point. That would be amazing. Right. Really. Um, Yang will go again. But I don't think he'll get not, it. Yeah. And also not, not for another couple of cycles. No. But the thing is, is I'm skeptical about voting someone who has not had political experience. I am too. Because you got to have someone who can come in and assign all of the roles. Because there's a big right? change of hand. So you got to have someone with some political know-how who says, yeah, I know who to nominate for the Supreme Court when someone dies. Yeah. And I know, you know, all the roles to fill for my my whole cabinet. Because they do have to fill their entire they cabinet. Do. And, you know, the last businessman president we had filled it with his closest family. And that's like, it's really? Dude? corruption to its core. Yeah. It's a dynasty, like I mentioned I mean, earlier. I, I could totally see, let's, 20, the presidential election in... I don't know, three presidential elections. I could... 32 or whatever. Yeah, 32 or whatever. I could see um, maybe, you know... Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll say... Corey, let's say Cory Booker runs, right? He gets the Democratic nomination. Uh-huh. And I'm going to say, you know, AOC is his, his VP. I, I think that'd be a good team. Okay. I could see that, right? Could you... I don't know who Cory Booker is. Actually. Uh, African American. He was, uh, one of bald. He questioned Amy Coney Barrett, one of the oh, Democratic is he a nominees. Is he a senator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. I think I know who you're talking about. On um sort of related news, I just saw a headline. Okay. Texas Supreme Court rejects Republican-led effort to throw out nearly 127,000 Harris County votes. That's there we what I go. Mentioned earlier. There we go. It that's was. A, that's a win. Yep, it was Win for democracy. It was a very conservative judge, and even they could not find reason yes. to let that and I mean, slide. I think Yeah, we can breathe a little sigh of relief. Uh, yeah. Um I'll I'll say something on that and I'll come back to what I was saying. Okay. Uh Chief John Roberts for the Supreme Court, he's not as conservative as other members. He has been known to side with the Democrats. Uh huh. And I feel like I mean, six three majority. It's so hard to overcome. You can't. But I feel like having a Republican that is known to actually care a little bit more gives me just a little sliver of hope. Yeah, a little bit of hope. and In an otherwise hopeless time. Yeah. I think we can see... I mean, <laughs> you get you get Trump tweets saying, The red wave is coming. But oh, gosh. The red wave is the coming. red wave is huge. dying. The red wave. And, I am the best president ever. And there might just be a blue wave this election, right. and you know we might just get a somewhat productive four years. Yeah, productive four years where, yes, okay, the Supreme Court will be red, or maybe they'll add more justices, right, and balance it out a little bit. Also, why are the judge just justices? like biased why is they they're not supposed to be yeah, isn't the whole point of a, a, a judge not to be biased yeah they're supposed to look at the constitution and say it's this exactly although really it's hard to apply the constitution it is the you have to take an the thing with the constitution is you you amy conyberry is an originalist she believes in the constitution as was written yeah and i i don't i believe we need to take it in that context but i also need to believe that we take it because the founders believe that it was an evolving document. We can add to it. 
Yeah, and it hasn't evolved very much. No, apart from... I mean, we have had some great amendments, but apart from that, we haven't had a lot of change to the structure of government. Yeah. And I do believe we need some change. It's just very, very hard to pin down how we would do that. Yeah, and honestly, if you're like a strict constitutionalist, you should be riding around in a horse-drawn carriage. Not right, a, I know, Mercedes. not a car. <laughs> and your, your Tesla. On that bombshell, <laughs> I think we've drawn far enough, you know, we've gone far enough away we've from the subject. We've offended enough people. <laughs> we've Yeah, we've moved far enough away from the subject of the actual election. And really, I think it's time to end this mini segment supposed to be a mini segment about the same long. length as oh, I the think first it episode went, i think it's shorter than the first one a little bit um it's about time to end in the coming weeks i want to bring it around to you know after the election and i want to talk more about school online too. schooling should be a whole episode easily with that said thank you all for listening and this has been the overanalyzation paralyzation podcast yeah. Episode, you know, one 1. and a half, 5. something like that. Election special. You got a little bit more of a glimpse at our political views. And with that, goodbye. Outro music. <laughs> yeah. yeah, our budget's not that high yet. <laughs>